And finally, welcome back to Two Guys, One Lightsaber, full Star Wars, Star Wars Celebration 2022 in Anaheim is kicking off right now. And of course, we're not there because we do not matter. I'm your host, Mike Vanoff. <laughs> and I'm Ron Burgess. <laughs> no, I kid. I will never want to do these kind of things in person. I do want to do it, but like, it just always seems like these things are so more chaotic. I like sitting at home and just watching Twitter or YouTube and just be like, just let the news come to me. Would it be cool to be there? Yes. But at the same time, I'm like, that just seems like a fucking mess. I don't want to deal with that. Like the crowds. Yeah. I mean, San Diego Comic-Con has always been on my bucket list, but now since it's been so watered down because of things like this, it's not as big as it once was. But it's really cool to see all the Star Wars news dedicated, finally, to see what's going to happen in the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, other than, what, the last Mando season, we've really haven't had much at all. It's just so much has changed since then. It's like... Well, that too. Yeah, yeah. like everything seems because it, at the time being pandemic and all that seems definitely slow process down. But now they're like, hey, we're coming full swing. Um, one thing that came out but didn't come out uh, at least for a minute was the Mandalorian season three trailer, and you didn't get to see it, right? No, didn't get to see it. I kind of read the synopsis of the trailer, <laughs> but that's about it. I feel like my predictions are pretty solid, minus Boba Fett like backing them with money. Mm-hmm. but it's we're taking mandalore back like that's the whole season i'm like or going there i'm like yes um i watched it there's certain cool things the armorer comes back she's in the trailer and she's like giving him like the long-winded speech the cool thing is bo-katan uh it's gonna be interesting to see how her character is gonna be i couldn't really hear a lot of the audio is more visual but it looks like it's just going to be balls to the walls. Like, I'm glad to see it's not going to be a Grogu-focused season. It seems like it's Grogu's going to be there, but this is more about Dendron, the Mandalorian. Uh, as the show should be. Well, of course. <laughs> I'm just glad it's definitely changed in the pace now. It's like these two characters, now it makes the Book of Boba Fett appearance seem like, all right, now these two are partnered, like father-son partner. It, you know what I'm saying? It's not all about mm-hmm. Grogu now. It's they're together. It's them working together. Yeah, it's going to be kind of cool to see how Grogu can help Din Djarin with his Force abilities. Oh, yes. <laughs> we all want to see him do flippy flips. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but also, another show that comes out August 27th, Andor, 12 episodes. Holy shit. This show looks phenomenal. It does. Like I said in our last episode, just the just the talk from Diego Luna, like, this show has so much hype just because of him talking about it. Like, I am so pumped for this show. Well, the thing I like a lot, though, is that they're investing two seasons on this, and they say the second season finishes leading pretty much right into Rogue One. So I think it's going to end with him doing that alleyway scene so we get backstory. Perfect. One little thing I love in the background, though, is that these clone troopers, they're wearing still the um, armor from the Clone Wars, like post-storm. Yeah. Like, they're on the all-white, but I'm like, holy shit. This is cool. Like, it's just right in that middle of transition. So, where they're about to like look more like the Imperials from the original trilogy compared to that. So, this is kind of like in Jedi mm-hmm. Fallen Order timeline still. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be real cool to see that. And, like you said, if they end season two pretty much as the start of Rogue One, I'm like, okay, love the continuity and everything. Right. And, and it's built on something old, but something new that Disney made. So it's not like Kenobi where they're pulling back from what's already been done. They're focusing on this character because he, he was a pretty interesting character in Rogue One. Him and uh, 
um, Jenner. So both two characters that you're kind of like sucks that you had to kill these because they were played by great actors too. Like the characters well done, but the right. actors did really well. And it kind of sucks. Like, do I kind of want to see a Jenner? So TV show like her and um, after like she got brought in. Mm-hmm. kind of but at the same time i don't need to see it but with andor i like that line i you you play the rebellion when you want i've been in this war whatever gotta get your hands dirty he played like a real rebel yep but he didn't cross that line just like um who did uh what's forrest, forrest whitaker's name again oh uh Sagara. yeah it, he never crossed that line like saw he still he always mm-hmm. kept his conscience but um Visually, though, dude, this show looks beautiful. Like, holy shit. It really does. Like, the whole beats of the uh, whatever that guy was beating on in the tower, I was like, holy crap, this looks great. Yeah, dude, that's... Oh, I just, I love the whole setup of it. And to me, I think Rogue One might be one of the better written and drawn out movies in Star Wars. Like, the plot line was phenomenal. Well, it was definitely just something different. We've never seen just boots to the ground, hand dirty work. We've seen that in Clone Wars and all that, but live action, it was great to see like day-to-day soldiers and like seeing the pilots and yeah. all that, seeing just the military side of it. Like, hey, there's no Jedi here. There's no Force users here. There's one guy who used, who believes in the Force, but, you know, it's not, he's mm-hmm. not a Force user, like, whatever. Right. Uh, I wanted to bring this up, though, in the trailer. There's one Game of Thrones actor that's in this shot. Uh, he's one of the Imperial officers. Uh, Cersei's right-hand man uh kyburn oh is he really in there dude yeah he's uh if you rewatch it he's in like the imperial whites he's like one of the admirals i i saw his hmm. face he's got gray slick back white hair well between him and uh stellan skarsgård is in it too i'm like man the cast is amazing they're really putting money into it and I, it's just gonna be interesting run times i could definitely see it be 30 35 minutes but if these are like consistent 40 minute episodes without you know the credits at the end and opening credits like the whole logos mm-hmm. i'm happy but i'm just glad they're dedicating this much to this actor and it's starting to show disney's like hey you guys are getting this she hawk and miss marvel all in a three-month stretch you're so much set to be glued oh yeah they, they're finally everything's lined up they're finally i think they're starting to gain tread on the tires so it's like okay let's do this yeah, for Disney between Marvel and Star Wars, I don't think we will have lulls anymore. Yeah, and that's what I was waiting for. And it's just, you know, the pandemic just slowed it down and they launched at the end of 2019. So yeah. that really hurt their, you know, just it hurt everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, so as we move on real quick, uh, also the John Watts project, you want to talk about that? Yeah, what is it called again? Uh, Scavengers, I believe. Okay, yeah, with uh so they announced the main uh main star of the show is Jude Law, which I love. Uh, I I didn't think he was great in Miss Marvel, but he's always been one of my Oh, uh, it's called Skeleton Crew. Skeleton, okay. It's a young adult show, like a crew of kids like pretty much lost in the galaxy. Okay. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what I don't think they announced what his character is going to be, it's just that he's in the cast. So it might not even be Jude Law in his human form. Who knows what he's playing as. Right. But it's going to be taking place in the Mandalorian timeline. Oh, okay. So it's post Return of the Jedi. Nice. So that's kind of cool. It keeps it. It's not. Can't, it, they can do whatever they want about it. They get the freedom of the Mandalorian. 
I kind of like that. I wish Star Wars would do a little more of that kind of stuff. I mean, like like we're getting with the High Republic. Like there's, okay, we know nothing about this, so everything's going to be brand new to us. I like that. Right. And this year, so like the one thing I like about this is that Star Wars is now investing in big time actors, but they're putting him in the show, the actor who plays Hans in Fast and the Furious. I think he's doing an excellent mm-hmm. job as one of the brothers right now. But I can't tell it's him. Yeah. So I kind of like how they're putting these well-established actors in Star Wars, but they're covering them up. And I kind of hope they do the same thing with Jude Law. But if he's playing like a humanoid version, he's playing human, I'm okay with that. Scruffy him up or make him a pretty boy, whatever you want. Right. But I could see him being, I could definitely see him be a scoundrel, like playing the scoundrel of Star Wars really well, because he's got that charm. Yeah. I could see him being smirking and then stab you in the back. Yep. He does that character so well. Well, I think of one of his terrible movies, but I love it. Guilty Pleasure movie is a Rebo Man. I think with him and Forrest Whitaker's in that too, where like, hey, you have a kidney, you're not paying your loan back, they come back and grab your kidney. It's all synthetic. Mm -hmm. And he's just so devilishly great in that movie until he finds out, oh shit, I owe them a heart now. It's it's really good. It's a terrible, great movie. But he, he's really good in that. And uh, I remember him being in a movie called Alfie. I think where he plays a limo driver that seduces women. So, yes, he's Jude Law. He can do that kind of stuff in, in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But the thing I'm intrigued by, though, is more about it being a young adult story. So I'm wondering if they're gonna, this is going to be like a CW. Or I wonder if this is going to... I, I kind of hope the tone is an Umbrella Academy kind of tone. I think that would be great. I just hope it's not too kid-friendly. Yeah. I, I hope it just hits that middle ground. Like, make it like a boy meets world then, if it's going to be like that. Like, I just don't <laughs> want it to be... But also, at the same time, Star Wars is meant for kids. So, I'm ready to be... It's kind of like Miss Marvel for me. I'm expecting that I'll appreciate Miss Marvel, but I'll understand, like, yeah, the show's not for me. Kind of like how I was with Supergirl. Right. I, I appreciated yeah. the first season. I'm like, but I can't... This, this, this isn't for me. But I thought yep. she was a great Supergirl. Yeah, she is. So I, that's how I could see this show going for me. But it's super cool. He said, fuck you, the Fantastic Four, and got Star Wars TV show. So <laughs> Wait, he did? Yeah, he was... Oh, D- John Watts. John, yeah, right. he was, yeah. I, I thought you meant Jude no. Law. I'm like, wait, he was in the running for Fantastic Four? <laughs> oh, he, him and Bill Hader are another Reed Richards I could see. That's always been... <laughs> I still think Bill Hader would make a great Mr. Fantastic. Uh, no. No? <laughs> Fine, no. That'll, be, that'll be an off-air discussion then. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything else you want to talk about the show anything that you're kind of worried about or you're looking forward to uh i mean i i don't i'm not gonna have any worries about it yet because uh, we still really know nothing about it okay um i mean i'm gonna keep an open mind just because it's a timeline that we still don't know much about there's a lot they can do with it be different okay that that's fine because i mean star wars kind of has a marvel problem where it's like Okay, it's the same typical thing, just a different setting. Pretty much, yes. I, I agree yeah. with that 100%. It's just, I feel like now they're afraid of taking risks because when they took one with Flash Jedi, it became episode one all over again. You you literally, they went from Force Awakens, which, yeah, a lot of people complained it was a new hope, but everyone was looking forward to what, what the next two were going to be. Mm-hmm. it's like you hated force awakens you loved it or most importantly you're just like hey i understand why they did it bring you back but they set up a great mystery at the end so you're like let's see where this goes right and then last should i happen to rise of skywalker so 
I'm just glad that maybe they got a plan and they're confident with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of movies, you were telling me that they're pretty much saying they're still shooting for Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie to come out by 2023's end, which blows my mind. So that means they have to start filming yeah. it like now. Pretty much, yeah. And like, we don't know a title, we don't know the script, we don't know a cast. Like, I, I don't know how they're going to get that done. I, eh, unless they've been secretly working on it without us knowing most of it. Well, I don't know if they could because Thor just, I mean, well, now Thor wrapped filming quite a while ago. So, Taika but, he's still, but he's still working on the post production final cut. He, true. you know, he has say over editing, like, probably not final cut, but definitely like he's going to make sure everything's perfect like he's one of those guys for sure he's not like a hands-off director i feel like oh right that's why you watch his movie and you understand his tone mm-hmm. uh, that's that we'll have to talk about that on a different show but did you like the new trailer we're not gonna go deep real quick did you like the new thor love and thunder trailer oh dude i i loved it yeah i thought uh i was really skeptical of uh gore the god butcher but because like he in the comics he kind of looks like hive yeah a little bit but I can get behind what Christian Bale looks like. He lo- he looks menacing as fuck. Yeah, then you remember it's Christian Bale. And then you're like, wait, yeah. Christian Bale said he'll never do a superhero movie again. Granted, two things, money, but B, he also probably was like director and script. And this is an interesting mm-hmm. character. Like, th- if this is his yeah. last role, he's known as a god killer. So he's known as Batman yep. and a god killer. That's pretty fucking cool <laughs> to think about. That's right. why I still believe I really do want Tom Cruise to come in Marvel. And now I want him to do a Christian Bale play a villain. <laughs> I don't think Tom Cruise has, he's played a villain once and it was collateral. So I think Tom Cruise is my last actor I want to see in a Marvel movie. And then I'm okay. It's fine. Cause Christian Bale, <laughs> seriously, I, he is what I'm excited for in this movie. Dude, he could go like full American psycho type role with uh Gore the God butcher. And I'd be perfectly okay with it. <laughs> Well, he did this one movie called, uh, uh, I forget what it is, but he's like a soul, like, it's pretty much, uh, it's called High Times or something. He's like a guy who, uh, post-military guy, he wants to be a cop in LA and he keeps not making the bar because of like mental issues. And he's just a psychopath in that movie too. And I was like, holy shit, okay, I'm just gonna, all right, Christian Bale, get Batman. Uh, so back on track with Star Wars. Uh, was there any other live action TV show announcements? I don't think so. I know they announced there are new High Republic comics, uh, two new issues, like series they're going to do. I still haven't. I, I want to get into it, but also at the same time, I want to make sure it's going to be canonized. And that's where Dark Acolyte right. matters to me, since that takes place 100 years before Phantom Menace. So was that confirmed a um, like mid to late 23 release? I haven't heard anything confirmation. I, I'm not entirely sure about that. I'll look that up okay. as we keep going on. But I do love the one thing they did show, and I sent it to you about an hour and a half ago, was the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sequel called Jedi Survivor. Yeah, we see uh, Grand Inquisitor looking uh, very menacing. Um, and who the hell is this guy in the tank? Or her. Or her, whatever. I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm so excited that now I have an X-Gen console just like you. I, this game, I guarantee, is going to look fucking beautiful. And I'm well. Aren't they using Unreal Engine Five for cinematic? I believe so. Yes. 
it looks like it was yeah, everything but. should be but i can't wait to see what the gameplay footage looks like that's i'm like you can make remember dude force unleashed 2 cinematics still look fucking amazing by today's standard you could throw that yeah, in front true. of a video game and be like remastered <laughs> and people be like wait what right well i did read that there are multiple playable characters in this really yep hmm. so what do you mean by multiple is it so is it going to be more like well, he does. Are we going to like switch between the crew members, you think, maybe? I think so, yeah. Because, I, I mean, I hope the whole crew is back with a Seer and a, I forget the pilot's name. Um, but then on the Night Sister as well. I think it would be pretty cool to play as the Night Sister. I hope they then make it kind of like Kotar. We have one or two party yeah. members with you. Yeah, where you can kind of upgrade them, upgrade their like uh, support abilities and things like that. And yeah, that'd be cool. Well, at least maybe that way you can do different puzzles with each one. Yeah, yeah. That'll be interesting as well, too. But hell yeah. Hmm. Yeah, from what I'm hearing, though, they haven't announced any dates, I believe, yet, but they're pretty much just saying... No, they said 23. Okay, so it's going to be next year. So it's going to be avoiding uh, legacy characters and all that, but Yoda's going to have to be in the show. He's on the council. He's only like Mm -hmm. 800 at this point, so come on. Wait, what are you talking about now? So what they're talking about with Dark Acolyte, it Oh, I thought we were talking about uh oh the, I was still talking about the game. Oh no, that, oh my like, bad. That's that's a twenty three release. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I think this is definitely gonna my bad. Because <laughs> I was double checking information with Acolyte while I was listening to you. It's like you said twenty three and that's what I'm seeing is twenty twenty three. So Yeah, that's what I thought this I coming out. Al- Acolyte. So I think all this is gonna make maybe for interesting dark side characters, maybe whoever this character in the back to tank could be a possible former Jedi who's been hiding, yeah, recovering. It'd be interesting, or maybe Sif. Who knows? Because we see there's dark Jedi's now. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that maybe they kind of tie this his storyline now, since maybe he's on the run more away from Vader, and maybe he's trying to find different ways to defeat them because he doesn't want to build a Jedi Academy. So that'd be kind of cool, right? So, but the thing is, though, he's eventually going to have to find the rebellion or he dies before he finds rebellion. Because once someone hears about a Jedi, we'll talk about this in Obi-Wan. Like, come on, they're a big fucking deal. Yeah. But I think that's about it. Is there anything else you want to talk about from Celebration? No, I'm uh, I'm ready to get into Obi-Wan, man. (laughs) All right. Full spoilers ahead for the first two episodes of Obi-Wan. All right. And three two one ron holy shit yes <laughs> holy shit i loved every minute of this i w- same this is something i didn't realize i love i would love so much until i watched it and then i realized i'm not i don't care I'll like i'll listen to my podcast things but i'm not caring what anyone says on facebook or twitter or anything from now on because i just realized star wars fans will never be happy oh yeah they're the worst it blows my mind away like Certain nitpicks I get, but it's two episodes. You really just want shit to suck so you can have something to complain about. Because <laughs> you'd rather hate something than love it. Because this, I think, is nearly perfect. Like, is it flaws? Yes, but this is so much better than Boba Fett. I was glued. <laughs> like, I could not take my eyes off the screen, man. Like, it was so good. And my worries with the fifth brother and the Grand Inquisitor, as soon as I heard the grand inquisitor talk as soon as i heard the fifth brother talk and like actually just start like oh just start being inquisitors and like 
okay, I really don't give two shits about what they look like. This is awesome. No, I agree 100%. The thing I love the most was just the whole, like, with the Grand Inquisitor, like, the look doesn't bother me. It really didn't. I kind of understand why he kind of did it. But his eyes, I like how they're not so yellow, but they are, like, still, like, they're, like, more darkish yellow in the back of his black eyes. And I feel like yeah. that's so much more intimidating. Like, when he gets closer to your face, it's like, it, it looks great. But overall, I love how they set it up in the first episode. It being, like, 55 minutes, but it's really, like, 47 48 but it yep. didn't it didn't go by too fast it didn't drag it flowed really nice and i love seeing the day-to-day like let's just kick it off right off the bat with the first episode um and then we'll go into episode two okay the thing i loved about the first episode i love the recap just in case i was gonna say the same thing man that recap got me pumped. because i i really i wanted to watch episode three but i ran out of time i've been re-watching stranger things with the girlfriend but mm-hmm. I, I wonder, I'm like, hey, if I get off work, when I get off, I'm watching Obi-Wan by myself. Like, I'm not waiting. And then I'll rewatch it with you. So she started watching the first episode without me. And she's like, do I need to watch the other stuff? I'm like, there's a recap in the beginning. It'll get you set up. <laughs> because she doesn't like, she doesn't watch the movies. Oh, yeah. she's seen them. And I'm like, it'll give you everything you need to know. You'll be fine. <laughs> pretty much <laughs> and then i love the jedi and then go right into the jedi temple order 66 and i'm like yes there's gonna be flashbacks i feel like this is gonna be the first flashback and it was fucking awesome yeah i thought that was happening in real time and then it like took me a minute to uh realize it was a flashback and i'm like oh the little girl must be reva then it's she has to be but the thing i loved was seeing the stormtroopers rod not be cgi the clones yeah seeing that yes. armor and actual like is shiny like these guys clearly just got their armor cleaned on Coruscant and marching in the battle 501st just oh, like this is fucking awesome and just <laughs> i loved how that jedi was like giving up the all but it's like yeah jedi are great but like it was just number game and the thing is though she could have killed them all but she kept deflecting from the children yeah, that was her downfall. That's why they killed him. That's why the Jedi were dying. They were constantly protecting everyone else. Yep. So it was just a numbers game. But I hope there's more flashbacks to that Order sixty six because I was like, here we go, and then just seeing the mundane life of Obi Wan. Holy shit! Like it was just it's like, oh man. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts going about Episode One? Uh, dude, I thought the it, like starting with the Grand Inquisitors immediately. And going with this, uh, what's his name? Uh, I forget the other Just Jedi in the random, show that ends up dying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought that was like really cool that because I thought it was going to be Kenobi right off the back for some reason. Um, but no, it was really cool. A Grand Inquisitor just walks into the bar and like, oh, uh, what? The Jedi saved you? Like you had some problems with the locals and now you offer him free drinks and a place to stay like like it knew everything immediately right it makes sense it's just like the wild it was like the wild west story it's like oh the this guy kept getting hassled and someone with a lightsaber came out of nowhere yeah <laughs> i like just the tone and just the setup of like how they were going to surprise them but i i do like reva there's a lot of hate on this actress but i find her very similar to the sister from uh jedi fallen order just full of anger. Yeah. 
really reminds me of Trilla for sure. Yeah, I'm like, no, she's full of piss and vinegar and wants to climb the ladder because she knows they're expendable. The second they're done with yep. their job, no, she wants to prove herself to Vader because she wants to become Vader's apprentice. Yep. She's thinking <laughs> bigger picture right now. She knows how the Sith work. There's only two of them unless she's smart. And I, I, I do find flaws, and we'll talk about it in the second episode. Oh, fuck it. We'll just talk about it now. The fact that she knows Vader's Anakin, that's my one little thing where I'm like, yeah, how would she know that? But... Uh, I mean, maybe the Emperor. Or she, or or maybe, she knows how to work through archives and has been hacking through shit that she shouldn't be seeing. Well, I mean, she was also at the temple. Possibly. In the flashback. So, I mean, maybe Anakin didn't kill them all. And he was ordered by Sidious to take some hostage to turn no, into Inquisitors. That's, that's what it is. Like, the Grand Inquisitor was a Jedi Temple guard. So... It could have mm-hmm. been like people that survive but were injured and they're like, keep them around, that kind of stuff. That's what I could see it yeah, being so like. So, I mean, she probably saw Anakin at the temple, is my thought. Definitely. But it, it, I was, that tunnel scene too looked like Grogu uh, flashback as well. When I was seeing those blue yeah. and white, but I'm like, no, that guy had a ponytail, but I'm like, do we see Grogu possibly? And then they just kind of like show how Grogu got <laughs> out. I could see them kind of doing it. I think there's going to be flashbacks to certain things for sure. And the runtime in these two episodes have been really going really well. And establishing Mm -hmm. just... I love how they're showing how Kenobi is so broken as well. And he even knows it too. He's like, especially when we see Organa, uh, Bail Organa in the second episode. And just like, hey, Kenobi, I need your help, old friend. And he's like, yeah, I'm not that guy anymore. Yeah, it's been 10 years. I'm mm. not that man anymore. It just, it, it's really well done. It's kind of, it's just all the fan fiction shit, fan fiction bullshit that we always built in our minds of like, what was Kenobi like? Was it the grief? And then we got really deep mm. with it after episode three. As we got older, we're like, dude, it's just like, he just cut his brother in half practically, like cut off all of his limbs and watched him burn alive. Right. For all he knows, Anakin died. And he, he thought has, he yes, did. It's great. Uh, I want to talk about that, really. That will be our closing point, just that scene itself. Yes. Uh, oh, God. Um, <laughs> but I want to turn back to also Ben. Uh, Uncle Owen and Ben, that scene. Uh, that We're not going to go through episode scene through scene right now. Um, these are just two episodes. Definitely episode three. We'll probably talk about scene by scene kind of breakdown like we did for Winter Soldier. But like these two, I just want to go over it all because it's just one giant movie in my head. Yeah, that's how it is to me, man. So that's how we're going to be going with it. If you're listening to this um, all over the place, just having fun, because this is some of the best (laughs) Star Wars I've seen since Rogue One. I I like it better than Mandalorian. Call it nostalgic, call it member berries. This is just a story I think should have been greenlit day one. Bring back you and let's tell this story. What was he doing on Tatooine? It sucks that they covered the Maul thing in Rebels, and that's still like four or five years away. Yeah. So Maul is not going to show up in this, and that's something I wish could have been done in live action. Yes. <laughs> but oh well. Uh, maybe some of the Rebels stuff is going to get changed. And Grand Inquisitor, they get take a lightsaber into the chest, but I don't think that he's dead. It wouldn't shock me if his species has like six hearts. He's like, hey, you got one. <laughs> you got one. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that was the I think that was the one thing that I could complain about in this whole thing 
is if they're changing canon and he dies yeah, there. Yeah, because his death... I, I don't think I'll be happy about that because that death scene in Rebels... Is ten times better. Kind of... Def- well, not only that, it kind of defined Kanan. Right. No, it made Kanan finally embrace his true Jedi side. Exactly. But just the line of him saying some things are great are way more, uh, way worse than death because he knew what Vader was going to do. Right. To him, he let two Jedi defeat him and embarrass the Empire. Like, that was a big deal. So he's like, I'd rather just die. <laughs> Screw it. I'm going to get tortured. Yeah. So I really hope they don't change the canon there. Or maybe he's Grand Inquisitor's just the title, too, though. But it'd be kind of weird if there was two Temple Guards that were the exact same species that got <laughs> captured by Vader right. and they were the best two. Huh. Kind of weird. Right. <laughs> uh, but... When we go into focusing more about like how Kenobi is, we'll talk about the Jedi experience and like that whole burn mark and seeing how Reva, uh, like when they try, they lure him out. I'm like, dude, he just tries to escape, and I'm like, oh yeah, he is, he is not that good of a, he was a Padawan. He's like not confident in his skills. I think, like he knows for a fact he can deal with like thugs, but he has no chance against mm-hmm. Inquisitors. Right. Well, I love the whole interaction when he finds Kenobi yes. in the desert too. Like, oh, you're gonna help me. I'm like, what? My me helping you is go bury that thing in the desert and go live a normal yeah. life. The we, our fight is over. We lost. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> but yet he wants to. But it's like he wants to train Luke for a suicide mission. I feel like pretty much. Yeah. I think he's just like, no, I'm gonna watch over him so he doesn't become evil, and then. Or he's just like, no, he will be our weapon and I will make sure he takes down the Emperor or something. Seems like his only focus is to take down the Emperor because it seems like he only he doesn't know about he knows about Inquisitors, but he doesn't know Palpatine has a new apprentice, it seems like. Well yeah, he doesn't know Vader's alive still. Yeah. So that's why it's kind of like interesting to me that he's just like, get the fuck out of here. I mean, that that was part of the fall of the Jedi because they were just so used to using people. That's why Ahsoka left. That's why Anakin mm-hmm. started really hating them because they're just like, they're just pawns. Unless you're on the council, they really don't give a shit. Right. Um. So when it goes into him getting the, to- like the whole Jawa experience too, I think it was one of my favorite yeah. things where he's just like, if you're going to steal from me, at least clean up the parts. Save me this hassle. <laughs> I, I just... He's like, yeah, the job was like, that costs extra. <laughs> my Ewan McGregor is so bad, but I just love it how he just talks so... He just sounds so, like, proper and kind whenever he talks to people, even when he's just like, really? You're going to steal from me? I'll pay back for it. And I love the job was like, <laughs> I got a tribe to feed here. Come on. I just love right. it. Like the Jawas have just having redemption in these TV series. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Even though when they get disintegrated, I just laugh. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. You took Mando shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, one great thing though, also with him was, even though I kind of call it fan service was him uh, buying the model plane. You see Luke playing with, in episode four, I saw I shot my uh, wop wraps with my T eighty four. I I can make a shot like that. That's the ship, and I'm like, okay, so he makes the toy that Luke plays with. So it's kind of like yeah. him always watching over him, which mm-hmm. Uncle Owen, Jesus man, just burn. You you really can't respond to some of that interaction. How did you feel about that scene right. transitioning to that? 
I loved it. And then I loved the fact that the Inquisitor comes in right then and there as well as Owen's walking away. And Owen didn't give up Kenobi and Kenobi's like, oh, thank you. Like, yeah, I didn't do that for you. Like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, because he, I think he knew what Jedi they were looking for. And it's like, it's not you. I, because that seemed like it was spreading real fast already. Yeah. So he's like, it's not Kenobi. He's not stupid enough to be seen like that. Mm-hmm. So I think he knew what, like, he knew exactly where he was going to be right where he was. It seems like he knew his, let's be honest. He's not living the most highlight life. He's going to work, stealing some meat, feeding his camel, slug, anteater machine, <laughs> right. and just going. That's all he does. But I do... Well, Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, you go first, buddy. <laughs> oh, uh, I was going to say, in that scene, too, like, I think that's where we really see what Reva is. Because we get like the one person speaking out of line, like, oh, like the uh, the Empire has no business here. And cuts the hand off. Hand cut. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, okay, she means business. (laughs) Like, she's just in this for Kenobi and just in this to get an audience with Vader. Because if they're taking like things from comics and other things as canon, Vader doesn't like the Inquisitors. No, he sees them as potential threats to his spot. But I think he also looks at some of them. He always, I don't know if this is too soon for him to start looking for a chance to throw over Palpatine. I think what this is going to build into is his confidence is if he beats Kenobi, because I think Kenobi loses to him and fakes his death. I really do think that it, it Kenobi pulls one on Vader, just like how Vader, he thinks Vader dies. I think Kenobi does that to him. Where he thinks Kenobi's dead, because when he's like, I haven't sensed a presence since. And he thinks about it, he's mm-hmm. like, oh, he didn't die. And now he's here. I think that's how they're going to yeah. spin off that final battle. And then once Vader beats Kenobi, he's like, all right, I can be- I beat him. I can take the Emperor now. Because we're about to see mm-hmm. Vader in his prime. Is episode four and five. That's Vader, peak Vader. Like, I ain't fucking around. Right. And with all the other stuff in comics. So that's what I'm hoping comes from this fight. Because then eventually he's going to be looking for his Dooku or his Darth Maul. Right. To, like definitely his Maul. And that's... Yeah, so basically it's Starkiller. Yeah, so... But I don't think Starkiller will happen ever canon. <laughs> no, but how cool would that be live yeah, action? Yeah, <laughs> let's, get a, let's get a Jedi version of Broly from Dragon Ball Z, essentially. Let's just do it. Oh, God. Totally down yeah. for that. <laughs> um, but what, the main thing that was a great curveball, and I've loved it, um, we know he's there for the boy, and their argument is, why isn't he staying at... No, you all would be bitching, first of all, before I get to I love this show right now. You all be bitching why is he on Tatooine, or why did he leave Tatooine? The reason he left Tatooine is one of the best, to go save Princess Leia, and I love it. I love this whole storyline, because now it makes sense why she would reach out to Obi-Wan. Yes, and I, dude, I had no, I had no clue that they were gonna do this. Neither did I, and I'm okay with it. Like it's awesome. I love how they bring back Bail, uh, the guy Bail Jimmy Organa, Smith uh, who plays Jimmy Smith. Yeah, uh, Bail Organa. Yep. I is it the same yes. actress as his wife? Uh, I'm not sure if you've ever seen the actress. I, I, I really don't know from we, episode we, five. We see her for is, literally three yeah. seconds in episode. Uh, yeah, in episode Change three. It. I, I don't. Okay, but the fact is, as long as Jimmy Smith, if this is his last time playing Bail O'Gonner, I think he's had yeah. some of the best scenes as Bail O'Gonner ever. Like he's so he's good. 
and the just the tactics that Riva deploys, she really knows Kenobi. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I did this because I he would be forced to come. I found a small connection in the archives between Bail Organa and uh, Obi-Wan. So fuck it. Let's try this. Like, holy shit. She is ruthless, man. Right. And I liked how the Grand Inquisitor is just like, you know, they called her out on it. And she's like, she pretty much just said, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Okay. It's like, you, you're going to tell me to stand down? And I'm like, yeah, dude, she's not going to stand down, you dumbass. You think she's really scared of you at this point? No. This is a woman on a warpath. Nothing's mm-hmm. going to stop her. She knows she's right, and now she's got facts. Before we get into that confrontation and, like, the whole Princess Leia thing... Actually, no, let's talk about... Do you like the whole scenes on Alderaan and seeing how Leia is? Kind of like the rebel, like... She's kind of like very tomboyish and doing the whole Padme thing already. Do you find it yeah. kind of annoying or do you find it like, no, I, I love it. No, that was very refreshing. I loved every second of it. Yep, me too. Yeah, and uh, I, I thought it was really cool to finally see like Alderaan in its, like, in its main city's like entirety. Yes! Because we, we only got a brief glimpse of Alderaan from uh, the main trilogy. Yeah, and it was from the outside as it blew up. That's it. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> pretty much. I think we've never seen Alderaan ever, really. I I'm not sure about that. There might be video games, but I I don't I've never I don't think I've ever been on it in a video game, whether Battlefront or anything. Was it in Clone Wars? I don't think uh, the war ever spread to Alderaan. It might have been, but I don't remember it. Neither do I. Which. Hey, that just makes it show that this hit it right on the dot. And by the way, um, the bass player from Red Hot Chili Peppers killed it, by the way, I thought, as the Bounty Hunter Guild member. I knew he looked familiar. Yeah, it's <laughs> Flea. It's Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. I think he was great. He was great in Baby Driver. He was in Baby Driver. And then this, I thought he I thought he did a really good job. Mm-hmm. I, it just as, dude, he got cast in star wars and i think he nailed that character like it was fun to see that bounty hunter crew kidnap her right but the way she tried to outsmart them almost and pretty much did and then that poor bodyguard droid no that yeah that, <laughs> yeah, well, that that droid, yeah. yeah yeah and i loved the scene with her mother where she was like all yeah. sweet and the mom's like i feel you doing it and she's like got lulu <laughs> in her hands like well, you know, <laughs> had to i love the scene with uh her and uh obi-wan because obi-wan immediately like like god you remind me of someone <laughs> and it's, it was bad man <laughs> my favorite joke you're my daughter granddaughter maybe uh, <laughs> yeah. jesus the man's 45 he's not dead <laughs> but i'm like oh god the tatooine son's very i'm like dude put on a hood cover yourself up man you're aging yourself terribly 10 years right. in the sun really you're going to go another five? <laughs> My prediction, though, uh, real quick with that, you know why he ages? I feel like someone force life sucks the shit out of him. Like, we're going to see some ability where he gets his, like, life force strained a little bit. I really feel like that could explain why he looks like Alec McGinnis a little bit by the end of <laughs> yeah. this show. Unless they were, He said he wants to do a season two. So if they set this up for a season oh, two, that would be cool to do the Ezra Miller... Uh, oh, Ezra... Ezra mm-hmm. and um, Darth Maul scene. You could possibly do that live action if they wanted to do a season two. But yeah. I think Deborah Chow is killing it though with the direction, especially with Ewan. Um, 
go back on him, I want to talk about with his uh, nightmare sequence and reaching out to Qui-Gon. Yeah, and Qui-Gon not reaching out back. <laughs> but the thing is, though, did Kenobi finish his training? It seems like he did, because, I mean, it would have been 10 years at this point. Yeah, but it seems like Kenobi has very much cut himself off from the Force, because him saving Leia, it seemed like it took every muscle in his body. Yeah, it did. To just do that, and he was just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Because once he did it, he knew it was just like a single ping. Well, I mean, you could even see when he was using the blaster, too, if uh, Clone Wars is canon. Uh, yeah, Kenobi uses the Force, and he's a marksman. Yeah. <laughs> like and he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn with his blaster shots right and i'm like yeah because kenobi's very technical if you know anything about him it's gonna sound super nerdy the reason kenobi's one of the better jedis all, of all time is because of his defensive skills he is a great mm. defender blocker he leads you into the trap and that's why he's so that's why he could go up toe to toe with anakin and why he took down grievous so easily he knew his tactics and put himself on the back end because he wants to break opponents feel good about themselves so when he shoots a blaster it was the same thing in clone wars he was very tactical about it he knew where to shoot to take out multiple people and i'm like yeah what the hell is going on with you man but he did not pull out the lightsaber and i'm like you are really holding on to that because i definitely (laughs) thought him and reva was gonna have a quick little duel there but he was gonna have his hood on and be hiding his face so it couldn't confirm it was kenobi so I thought I thought maybe that was he was going to do some kind of trick like force thing where he made his face look like blur. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, keep the hood up like that would be a cool force power to see. Like, that'd be cool if he was pulling that kind of shit to keep his identity hidden for like a little bit. And she still calls him out on it. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but uh, was there anything else you want to talk about that really? Caught- well, Uncle Owen, that burn scene, though. How about uh, Camille uh, Nanjiani? Oh, yeah, yes. Camille Nanjiani. Oh, yep. Haja. Okay, yeah. I almost forgot about him. (laughs) Yes. He, his character, I was like, oh, shit, is he really a Jedi? And then the second I saw the whole thing, I'm like, nope, he's a con man. They made him a con man. Some bitch. (laughs) But I thought it was going to be Cal for a second. Cal Kaznis. Like, taking a... Or I I thought they could possibly introduce uh, Kyle Katarn. (laughs) That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Because it would be about yeah. five years, so he could definitely be part of it. Yep. But he, he killed it. I loved how he was doing the whole setup. But it's like he's helping people. He's just ripping them off, though. He's making sure he makes a shit ton yeah. of money. So it's not like he's a terrible piece of shit. He's just a piece of shit making money. <laughs> right. But he does the right... He's just exploiting people. <laughs> but he does the right thing at the end. And I think his scene in the hallway... And I like how Kenobi just picks him apart, just kind of like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think the scene and the thing where he's like, let's go get him, and he's like, no, we're going to go save him because he's like, this guy's doing the right... Like, I think he is doing that to keep the Jedi name good. Yeah. To, so it's kind of interesting. Like, that. you'd be like, Mike, how or like, how do you think that's a good thing by ripping off people? But he's they're still seeing just a Jedi helping them. A Jedi got this woman Mm. and her child off the planet safely. Right. So it's kind of like he respects them because he goes and literally stands up to Reva and Reva doesn't kill him because I think she is, is another thing? I don't know. I feel like she is maybe wants to kill Vader with Kenobi. I mean, maybe to take Vader's place. But what of her? So there's a theory going on. It's because they released a bunch of posters, right? 
before I go into this theory, what'd you think of him? Did you like him a lot? This little sequence? Of, uh... Uh, Kahim. Yeah, Kahim, yeah. Like, the whole fake Jedi. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, I liked it. I liked how he was, like... I mean, he was still helping people. I mean, he was just like, okay, let help me help you. <laughs> like, just give me a little money and I'll make sure you get what you whatever you right. want. And the family that he saved, the kid was force sensitive. Or was and he just so saying he that? He saved a future Jedi. Or was he just saying that? Eh, maybe. Because he's like, well, your son is special. Like, you don't want his powers to be seen. Right. So I think he actually, like, I think the kid was actually force sensitive, and interesting. Obviously, it, like if the if the kid's force sensitive, that just means inquisitor. Well, we'll have to see if maybe like this. I don't think he's done it. It's not like he's going to be in these first two episodes. I think he's going to be a character in the show. Like he's going to help. Kenobi. I hope so. But all right. So as we go into it, I'm glad you like him. I love him ever since Silicon Valley. He was my, one of my favorite parts of Eternals in that movie. I did not like too much. So <laughs> I'm glad to see him getting all this work, especially because he's a very good stand-up comedian. And I'm glad he's getting to do all this kind of shit. Cause I think his humor fits Star Wars. It does. He fits very dry and he's got that just like you law, that smuggler charm or that thief mm. look. But uh, with Riva, I think she wants revenge on Vader. I think this is a long-term plan, and she's like, the master of Skywalker can kill him. I need the master of Skywalker because I will bring him to Vader with me, and we will take down Vader. We take down Vader, we can take down Emperor. That's my long-term. I think she wants to do that. So I hope you're right because that would feed into your theory of Obi-Wan getting away in his fight with Vader. Yep. I was, I was going to say it there. I'll, I'll say it now. Like my, I think that'll happen, but I think it will actually be because of Riva. Yep. Either Riva tries to take Kenobi out or tries to take Vader out with Kenobi. I think it's going to be like the yeah. boss entrance advage scene from, uh, with Maul and the brother. So yep. I think they are going to team up and it's going to be like Vader taking on the two of them. And it's going to be fucking brutal because, like, Vader's going to get his ass kicked by them because it's just going to be Kenobi being a little rusty, but as he keeps going, I can see him being like, yes. And Reva's just going to be the quick, like, just constantly moving and trying to get him. And, yeah, you know, it's going to be like, I feel like it's going to be a reenactment of the duel of the fates kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it could be, yeah. Or Reva ends up sacrificing herself so Kenobi can get away. Yeah, but... We know they're going to fight again, and I just can't wait to see Vader moving just like that. Um, did you ever see that YouTube video of TK something where they reenact their Kenobi versus Vader fight scene from A New Hope? And it's like super brutal, like fast paced. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want to see Vader like, though. Again, like Rogue right. One, like. Oh, yeah. Oh. And then just ending on Kenobi's face going into the back to tank of him just being like, wait, what? Yeah. Once he heard Vader, he was like, what? Yeah, dude, he, it's like he saw a ghost. Yeah. Like his whole world, like hit everything just shattered. Yep. He's like, he survived. Yeah. And then seeing Vader in the tank and then like open his eyes and like, Oh, that's a great way to end the episode. I just love though, that they focus on the recap though with, Padme saying there's still good in him. Yes. 
because Kenobi's going to try for that and it's not going to be there. <laughs> no. If, yeah, because this is before Ahsoka. And I'm like, oh, it'd be cool if it's no, because if Ahsoka showed up now, once Vader, once Kenobi knows Vader's alive, he would tell Ahsoka immediately who Vader yep. is, because he would be like, we've got to stop him. We could bring him back. Uh, it, I'm I'm excited. I think this is off to a great start. I can't wait to like really break down the third episode with you strictly, just right. like scene by scene, because I want to do that. But there's just so much, and it, I I don't want to do a three hour podcast. You don't want to do a three hour podcast. So I'm just glad we no. talked about our no. favorite things. <laughs> um, it shows off to a great start. This is something if you're like me and uh, Ron, I like to call us uh, triage kids. We are uh no uh prequel kid well triage kids I call that we're prequel <laughs> original trilogy kids we grew up watching originals as the prequels came out it, it's yep. made everything so much better for us I feel like compared to original going into prequel kid people I feel yeah. like if you watch this at a certain age this is the show that is made for us and if you love the prequels and you love the original trilogy and clone wars everything this is just i don't expect everyone to like it and i don't care because as long as this finishes one story and then that's it i'm cool as long as it doesn't leave on a cliffhanger but if this explains where by the time we get to a new hope this is who ben kenobi is i'm cool with it yeah i i'm loving the direction so far I'm already sad that it's only six episodes because I just want more. <laughs> I'm just glad that these are long episodes. And also on that note, be sure to follow us at Facebook at Two Guys One Lightsaber as well. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and be sure on every uh, podcast platform, be sure to follow us and give us that five-star rating on Spotify, Apple, and whatever other streaming device you use. I'm your host, Mike Bandoff. And I'm Ron Burgess. Take it easy, y'all.